Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode on the Holistic Healing Podcast, where females are beautifully and wonderfully created. I'm your host, Dominique Andrioli, and today I am super excited. I have a wonderful guest here who just has amazing knowledge. Um, her name is Laura Polisich. She is actually from um, Stillwater, Minnesota, out near Minneapolis area, and she founded Toxie Free to help people find toxin-free products and information they will love and that will help them live their best life. So Laura herself struggled with a chronic autoimmune disease since uh, she was a young child, and she learned how to thrive in her health in adulthood. So Laura uses her experience to help others live more naturally. She's actually written three books about toxin-free living, started an entire retail store with all toxin-free products, and has created a campus of digital classes all for us to learn about living naturally in a modern world. I'm telling you, she is a powerhouse, and I'm so excited to have her on the show today. So after struggling with health and happiness, Laura became determined to find out what humans need for true health. So she went out and started searching for how to meet our basic needs for things like food, clothing, shelter, and how to find um, non-toxic basic needs, which is very difficult to find in a modern world. As she searched for the most natural versions possible for all our basic needs, she was actually rewarded with the most fulfilling health and happiness of her life. So by being diligent with her diet every day and being aware of everything she allowed her cells to come into contact with, Laura gained a definite advantage in life and is now thriving despite the autoimmune disease that she had as a child. So without further ado, let's welcome Laura Polisich. Laura, how are you today? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a privilege to be here with you and your audience. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. I can't wait um, to talk with you. Laura and I actually met at a conference in New York City a couple weeks ago and really hit it off because we realized just how well our two businesses actually really complement each other. And I was really able to give all of you guys just the information that you need in order to live your healthiest life. So as you know, I work specifically with women and nutrition as well as their hormones. And I'm super excited because today Laura is going to be talking specifically, even though she has all this information about toxic-free living, she's going to be talking specifically about our microbi microbiome. Um, and she's going to just explain some things for us. And there is a link between the health of your gut microbiome and your hormones. When your gut health isn't optimal, your hormones actually become imbalanced. So for example, there's actually new research, new budding modern research showing that the microbiome plays a big role in estrogen regulation. So I can't wait to have Laura here to talk about her, um, our microbiome. So Laura, do you mind just starting off and taking it away? No. Well, and when we were speaking, it, we were talking about how the, um, <clears throat> there's a hundred trillion bacteria that reside in each of us, which regulate nearly every single function in our bodies. And that's just it's really profound to think about that. Um, they have more impact on our overall health 
than our genes that we inherited from our parents. And so this information would have been passed down to us if we would have been born 100 years ago. But in our modern day, we've been taught really the opposite, to fear microbes, to have products that's continually killing microbes and antibacterial, antibiotics, all of these things, the, even processed foods now really affect the health of our microbes, our microbiome. And without that, we can't have our true health. So I was reading this wonderful book about fermenting, and it talked about how we can only be as healthy and happy as our microbes that reside within us. So that's just a real shift in my own thinking because I was never taught that. I didn't know anything about microbes. And so I just thought, well, if I didn't know this, you know, I'm sure a lot of other people don't as well. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I love that when you say, it's crazy to say that 100 trillion of our microbiomes, um, like we have 100 trillion strands of microbiomes in our body, 100 trillion. We're not talking about 100,000 or 100 million (laughs) or even 100 billion. We're talking about 100 trillion, which is crazy. And I I think I remember you you mentioned something like um, 10%, like only 10% of us doesn't have like microbiomes in it or something like that. Like what was, what was that statistic? Okay, so I haven't quite been able to um, get the exact number, but it kind of goes back and forth. But some say our human cells are outnumbered 10 to 1, some say 20 to 1. But recently, I just checked out from the library this book called 10% Human, and it says how your body's microbes hold the key to health and happiness. So basically they're saying, you know, our cells are only 10% and the rest are microbes. (laughs) So I know, I know. (sighs) Yes. But if you think about it though, then if we have this microbiome, that means that's actually really good news though, because that actually means that we can actually make our microbiome healthy and happy. And I think you mentioned something about our microbiome and DNA. Um, can you explain that a little bit? Like like sometimes we're born with DNA and all of us think like, oh, well, it's in my DNA. I'm never going to be healthy. Or, oh, it's in my DNA. I'm always going to have this issue. Can you just explain a little bit more about how your microbiome and your DNA actually um, kind of work? Yeah. So, oh, gosh, um, my non-science brain is failing me at this moment. My mom, who's a scientist, is going to be so upset. <laughs> but it's, it's. I think it's called epigenics. Yeah. Is that it? Yes. Where, so uh, it's how our genes express themselves. So based on um, just everything, the toxins around us, the food we eat, all of this is it's such great news because it basically is saying that we have the control of how our genes express themselves so lots of times like we could have a genetic 
disorder or something within us, but it doesn't ever express because of our diligent cultivating of healthy surroundings and healthy food. And this, this to me is why I have um, get up every morning to do what I do, because I feel like our birthright of health and happiness is so difficult to just do in a modern world. Like everything around us sets us up for failure for that. And so, um, you know, just without the information, without the products, like everything is so difficult to navigate and find. It just shouldn't be that difficult, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, for yeah, in today's world, it's crazy because everything has parabens or, or toxic chemicals or things like that. And while our bodies are able, um, like our liver and things are able to to really filter out some of those toxins, like we're not going to ever be able to completely get rid of toxins. That's just not going to happen in today's world, mm-hmm. no matter what. But we should at least be limiting some of that exposure to it. Um, And I think that's great because especially when we have all those toxins, we're affecting our microbiome. And a healthy microbiome is actually more important than our DNA. So you might be saying that you were born with this genetic condition where you have this terrible um, you know, malfunction with some of your DNAs to have this terrible genetic condition. But actually, if you can manipulate your microbiome, you can actually help that 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 issue. Kind of like you said, you had this autoimmune disorder, which a lot of people would be like, oh, well, that stinks. That's in your DNA. You were born with it. You're stuck with it. But you were able mm-hmm. to learn about your microbiome and manipulating it through healthy, toxic-free living um, and how to support that microbiome. You were actually able to change it. So it's so crazy to think about that. Just because we have a DNA that we are born with, we can still change how we are living and um, our health just because you have a maybe a quote-unquote negative, you know, or problematic DNA chain and you say you're not going to be able to live a certain way, you can if you change around how you're living, which I just think is so important. Um, and then I, I do know so many people think, though, like, oh, microbiome bacteria, that's gross, that's yucky. Like, everybody thinks bacteria is just disgusting. But isn't there, um, like, some is friendly and some are bad. What's that breakdown? Oh, Yeah. It is actually 99% of the microbes are friendly and only 1% is harmful. But microbes have this, or microorganisms, you know, they're invisible and they have the capability of multiplying exponentially. So that's where the harm can come in and why it's so important that we keep our 99% really strong and healthy because they help us fight against the harmful. Mm, Just the 1%. 1%. Yep, yep. And, and that harmful so, 1% is like where you get all of like the um, the viruses and the bacteria and, and the yeast infections and things like that. Um, but you're actually saying 99% of the bacteria is friendly. That to me is crazy yeah. to think about too, because we usually think it's the other way around. We usually think that there's more unfriendly, harmful bacteria than there is friendly, which that's crazy too. Isn't that crazy how our mindset has just become so fearful of bacteria when in reality, yes. 99% of it is actually good for you. 
and really healthy for you. Isn't that crazy? Um, and you had Have said you... too. Go ahead. Oh, oh, go on. <laughs> no, you were. I remember you had said too something about like if we were born a hundred years ago, we wouldn't have been taught this information. Can you just expand a little bit more? Like we would have been taught this information. Can you expand a little more on that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you know, I. This is this would be so wonderful to figure out how this has happened. Um, I think that you know, with all of the processes in place, it started out with really good intentions. From my research, um, after the big wars, the United States really wanted to make sure that none of the citizens ever felt hungry or was going hungry, anything like that. And still, they started really getting involved in our food system of you know, looking for the best way to produce large amounts of food. And so it just has really snowballed from having that great intention to now just it's like food products rather than food. Mm. So all of those process, the processing and the industrialization, industrialization of food is what's causing so much harm to our microbes. So I don't know if you read it all or or have heard of Michael Pollan, the mm-hmm. food activist. And he he says that um, the processed foods and overuse of antibiotics in both humans and animals are causing the disordered microbial ecology of our guts that may explain many of our health problems today. So a disrupted microbiome can lead to numerous chronic diseases. And there's, you know, a lot of research that just talks about all of these different health problems that we're experiencing today that we weren't before that, you know, are explained away by a lot of this new um new systems of food and what is food. Mm -hmm. So that's personally what helped me the most. um, Because like you were saying, when I was 12, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And they just said, you'll have to take this medicine once a day for the rest of your life. And that's all. And then I really struggled with my weight and just not feeling good my whole entire life and then finally I'm like it has to be easier than this and so that's when I started researching and I was just thinking about it this morning I'm like my gosh like I have such an advantage in life because every single day I feel good you know and I don't that wasn't like that before But the change was really considering what I allow my human cells to come into contact with for everything. So it started with food and water, and then it just went to everything that my cells come into contact with. I'm really 
diligent yeah. about that, but it's given me such an advantage, I feel, because I feel good every single day. <laughs> so how is that not an advantage? Every single day, yes. right? Isn't that, what, yes. isn't that why we're here? Isn't that why we're listening to this podcast? Because we're essentially yes. looking for something to help us feel good. We're trying to learn information yes. to help us feel good. That's awesome. That's such yeah. a selling point, though, your story. So, okay, so you obviously have this information, and now I'm sure our listeners, and I myself am thinking to myself, too, what are some ways, okay, so you supported your microbiome, what are some ways we can support our microbiome? I know, and this is what is so exciting and is such, to me, a birthright of all of us, because, so I remember telling you this, so the expensive purchased probiotics that are so popular they only have 10 to 20 species. And if you just did wild fermenting, which is just a super natural, like on the counter with vegetables, it has hundreds to thousands of species of microbes. And which so- Which is probably so much better because we just talked about we have a hundred trillion. Yes, yes. <laughs> And it's so natural and so easy and so available to all of us. Um, you know, you don't have to research which probiotic and which strains and how to order it. And should it be sh the shelf probiotics or the food or the fridge? I mean, probiotics, purchasing probiotics is very tough to navigate, at least for me. Um, and so wild fermenting, I just, I was really scared about it. Um, I'd never heard of it before, but I just kept reading over and over and over in all of the nutrition books, in all of the cooking books, in all of the food books, this wild fermenting, fermenting, fermenting. And so I just, I had to take notice of it and the first couple of years I was doing it, I was terrified I was going to kill myself. <laughs> and I'm like, leaving the food out on the shelf, like, or on the counter, what? You know, this is going to kill me. I had no understanding of the science of it um, or the, you know, I didn't know anything about microbes, nothing. So, um, but it is, it is such, like, microbes are the foundation of all health and life so um you know i wish that we still had that information passed down but once you do it it's it just it's like breathing you know it's so such a natural occurrence so basically wild fermentation is when you so the the good friendly microbes that are going to help heal our gut they love to like a um, saline acidic environment mm -hmm. and so wild fermenting is just taking whatever you're going to ferment um you know it, it can be vegetables uh we've done hard-boiled eggs you know mustard seed uh, salsa, there's all sorts of different things that you can, but let's just take, you know, cucumbers to yeah. create pickles. That's like a common wild ferment or sauerkraut. And you are submerging that vegetable in a saline environment. 
so that you are making the good friendly microbes really happy. And then what they do is they eat the starches and the carbohydrates and this process, it turns it to lactic acid, which releases CO2, which you may, if you have heard of fermenting, can be like why you burp a jar or you have a moat where the CO2 can escape. But it within this process, it can take a couple days, you know, there's famous ferments that have lasted months, you know, <laughs> but your microbes are changing that food to be actually more nutritious, safer, it's safer than raw food when it's done. And you, there's, I mean, there's so many benefits, you know, it's such a fun thing to teach your um, little ones and they can learn about food and nutrition and science all together. They can learn about microbes. Like there's just so many benefits to fermenting your food. Yeah. Oh my God. And you said that wild fermenting. So basically what you're telling me is you're wild fermenting. You're, you're, you're kind of like by putting your vegetables in the saline acidic solution kind of thing, you're allowing the friendly microbes to attract, be attracted to that environment and go into that environment. And then they actually change the makeup of the food is what you're telling me and, and make it actually more nutritious. Because I'm assuming from my background in nutrition that when you just leave, say, a cucumber, because we're using the example of a cucumber out on a counter, you're actually, after a week at room temperature, that cucumber loses 50% of its nutrients. So by putting it into that saline acidic environment and having the microbes come into that environment, they're actually preserving the minerals and nutrients. And additionally, there are healthy bacteria. So when you eat it, they're also helping your gut. Is that correct? That's correct. And then they also when they're changing it to the lactic acid from the carbs, it is making the nutrients of that food more digestible and available. So then, you know, cause we're only as healthy as what, not what we eat, but what we digest, you know, that we're that. able to get those nutrients from the food so yeah. there's like so much happening and uh the other thing i forgot to mention is that the pathogens um thrive with the oxygen and they cannot survive in that acidic um you know environment, environment. of yeah. the saline so it's it's just uh chemical free water so it's just like reverse osmosis water with chemical free salt that's oh, all that it. yeah is instead of all that so toxic right. preservatives you're now preserving it in a natural way and actually yeah. I love how you say it, it prevents oxidation I think a lot of now this is kind of like a different topic that we could totally get into but I know again being a nutritionist and, and hormone specialist and everything I know that um, oxidation occurs a lot in food and oxidation is actually what causes aging in a human the, the wrinkles mm. and um, the, the yes. aging skin look and all of that is actually from oxidation. Mm. So if you're eating mm. fermentation, um, things that you like wild fermentation from um, products that you naturally wildly fermented, you're actually 
preventing and slowing that oxidation aging process too. So, oh my God, there's, there's so much that's going on here. Like we're, we're helping know. our microbiome, our gut health, our gut health in turn is helping our estrogen health. And for all my listeners or anyone who has taken my course on my hormones, estrogen dominance and imbalanced estrogen can cause a huge number of problems like bloating and PMS and menopause, early menopause and PCOS, all those things. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, then you're saying now the, the wild fermentation is slowing um, down oxidation and aging process. It's helping you fight autoimmune disorders and it's helping you to better digest the nutrients that you are consuming because you said it's not what you, you aren't what you eat. You are what you digest, which is so true. It's what you absorb into your body. Like you literally are what you absorb into your body. Your body is made up of what you are feeding it. Kind of like the same way a car. If you put this disgusting gas into a car, like nobody really likes to go to the gas station that nobody knows about that has, you know, I don't know, whatever kind of name gas they like to put the good oil the good gas into their car they like to make sure that they're always constantly getting it for for oil checkups because that's how the car will run well and i think that if we think and place so much thought and importance into what we're putting into our car don't you think we should be plating playing even more importance into what we're feeding our bodies yes i think of this all of the time i'm like especially with with Males, I feel like males really struggle because they get hungry and then just turn for food, you know, and whatever's there. And seriously, oh, yeah. just and sometimes, surra- sometimes yeah. and we're just surrounded by non-food choices. Like that's all you can see for as long as you look. And it's just, but the, I mean, our bodies cannot function with the non-food being used as fuel and I just I mean god I I just I just wish people could experience that the because that's what happened with my own life and putting the effort into finding nutrient-dense food because it's not easy to find you know, no, the it's, really... not, it's really not. And being a nutritionist myself, and this is why I try, like, I'm sure you have your own digital course, too, about wild fermentation, and I have my course, too, on hormones and stuff. And it's hard. It's really hard to try and change that mindset um, of, of let's make our bodies healed and healthy, especially when around us in this world, it's such a toxic, modernized world. It's hard to find just natural, basic food. Um, it's, it really is hard, but yet that is what's causing us to feel our best selves. And when we're not doing that, that's what's causing us to feel sick and and yucky. Um, so Laura, I, we still have a couple minutes left. I know you have a whole entire course on, um, wild fermentation, and I'm going to link, um, Laura's information to that course so that you can actually have a step-by-step and recipes and everything for wild fermentation. But just with the couple minutes that we have left, can you just start with like basic, because I know you go more in depth with it into your course, but just some basic steps of like, what are some of the steps that go into wild fermentation? So basically the, the, um, you just, like I said, submerging whatever you're fermenting into a saline environment. So 
that can be as simple as salting a cabbage and then the salt on the cabbage creates its own juice and then that is that saline environment I mean that is the simplest way and then what you do is you just allow for time so you're just waiting for the microbes to do their magic and then you just um, test it and when you like that that puckery soury just delicious um, fermented flavors of your new sauerkraut then you put it into the refrigerator and that temperature of the refrigerator stops the fermenting process Mm -hmm. and that's where your ferments can last up you know sometimes several years in your refrigerator uh ours don't last that long because the other huge benefit is they are delicious and you can use the juice you know in a salad or like a a a sandwich um and people will be like what it what tastes so good you know so there's like the most world famous restaurants that have fermenting labs and they just use the juices from their ferments to flavor their food so you're not only you know improving your health exponentially but you're also really elevating your culinary um experience for your mm. food and your eating and I love yeah. it. I love it. And so yeah. that was cabbage that has like natural liquids in it. It kind of will make the natural liquid on its own. What about products yes. that doesn't have it? Like you mentioned boiled yeah. eggs or something. Yep. So like the eggs, um you are you create a brine. And so you just take like I said, your uh, reverse osmosis or filtered water, you you want to make sure there's no toxins. So like tap water, um, we'll have lots of chemicals in tap water and then the microbes won't be able to survive in that. Mm. That's what the chemicals are in there for is, you know. To kill the microbes. Right. So you do definitely want to use um, the reverse osmosis the some tricks some books recommend like leaving your tap water out and then the uh, chlorine evaporates but they recently have been adding more chemicals like a different chemical combination that that it doesn't get out so I only use filtered water um, and then salt you want to make sure that you have a really good salt because, you know, grocery store salt often has chemicals added mm-hmm. to make it pour more easily. And those chemicals can kill your microbes as well. So yes. you just need to have a really good salt in really good water. And then that creates your brine. And the other kind of um, challenge uh, can be to keep everything submerged into the brine so people have used oh my gosh rocks and you know a really heavy cabbage leaf to hold it down Mm -hmm. um we sell at toxi free the most amazing fermenting jar kit where it has a spring 
and the spring holds everything down so it's submerged for you and then you can just watch what happens it's really fun yeah i have one quick question um so you mentioned like water that has chlorine and added minerals and things like that what if you have just basic well water that the town doesn't touch um that just comes from your own well yeah, I would think that if it's just natural chemical free water, that that would be amazing. Perfect. Okay, good. Because I know not everybody has like even myself. Actually, I drink well water, so we don't even have like town water. So I was just curious how oh, that was. That's, um, that's amazing. Yeah, this was all so so interesting. Oh my god, you've definitely sold me on wild fermentation. I yeah. I definitely am am coming to you. And I'm going to check out more about how to do this because let me tell you, I want to feel my best self. So what I'm going to do is you can find all of Laura's information at www.shoptoxyfree.com. Again, that's www.shoptoxy, with a Y, free.com. And all of her wild fermentation classes as well as other classes are at toxyfreepath.com slash classes. I'm going to link all of this in the show notes for you guys to give her a a check out and check out those digital courses because we all want to be feeling our best selves as well as just know how well this goes into healing your hormones, keeping your hormones balanced, eating a nutritious diet, which I also talk in my digital course, womensholisticliving.com. You can also find me at women's underscore holistic underscore living on Instagram. Again, I'm going to link all of this into the show notes. We can talk more. Laura, it was amazing having you on here. I hope everybody learned a little bit more about their microbiome and how to support it. I know I definitely did. And um, hopefully we look forward to, to talking more in the future. Oh, I can't wait. Thank you so much. What a pleasure to be here. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, ladies, I will talk to you later.